Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Freedom Friday here on Carl and Crew Mornings in this strange, strange week that has felt like Friday was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you're we right. Kept saying that. It really has been all <laughs> over the place for us this week. <laughs> it's one of those strange, strange weeks where you're going, what day is it? What day is it? It is a, a Veterans Day observed. Does that yes. mean government offices and things are closed today? Is correct. that correct? Yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Veterans Day officially is tomorrow, tomorrow. but mm-hmm. I think most uh, schools are out and offices are closed. But if you are up and Adam, we have a, we're going to be really honoring and celebrating veterans this morning. And we're going to kick it off with a, a really cool interview that we want to feature on this Freedom Friday. It's the testimony uh, of, of a veteran who went through some real, real pain and is now helping combat the suicide epidemic among active duty military and veterans. It's um, it's a quiet epidemic that nobody, I don't want to say, I, I hesitate to say nobody's talking about something, sure. but yeah. it's not something that I had heard a lot about. Yeah. yeah. And, right. you know, for for men and women who are often the picture of, of bravery and strength, um, there's so many quiet struggles that take place as they're processing what they've gone through and uh, the really the cost of maintaining our freedom. Uh, so it's felt like a very fitting interview for today. And also, I want to give you the heads up on this because we're going to have a special call-in segment for veterans. If you are a veteran of any kind, um, we're going to ask you to call in and share your testimony. If you wow. are a Christ follower and you are a veteran, we're doing a call segment today just for you. So if that is you, get ready to call in. We're going to start taking your calls sometime around 625-ish. I'm going to give you the cue to be calling in. But if that's you or if that's someone that you know, someone in your family, give them a heads up. Say, Carlin Crew is going to be taking testimonies from veterans today. Uh, get ready to call in. So around 625 is what you want to tell them because I think it'll be Really powerful to just hear from veterans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great way to celebrate the freedom in Christ we have and yes. also the veterans who have really paid a, a big price for yes. us. Thank you. Yes. yes. So mm-hmm. around 625, get, start calling in. Tell a friend. It's Carl and Crew Mornings here, Freedom Friday. Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, sometimes you see a statistic and it stops you in your tracks. This one did that for me. Let me give you one that I've learned recently. Four times more soldiers and veterans have died of suicide in the past 20 years than in active combat. Four times more died by suicide in 20 years than in active combat. It's staggering. That's one of those silent epidemics that maybe nobody's talking about, but we should be. Uh, We've got a special guest who has a passion to serve uh, veterans who are battling despair, PTSD. He's got his own story to tell. Uh, Greg Monk, I want to bring you in here. First of all, those numbers, shocking, shocking. And you go, are people talking about this and I've just missed it or are we not talking about it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about the amount of our warrior classes, I like to call them, that are 
that go serve our country and then they take their own life. Mm. It's just tragic. And it's, yeah, it's over 22 a day. Greg is a founder of the Guide Soldier Foundation. He's also author of the book. It's called The Guide, Surviving War Fighting and Peacemaking. Now, you are a pastor. You are a combat veteran. Give us a little bit of your own story. You had a, a very difficult childhood that even led up to you joining the military. Yeah, it's crazy the journey that God has taken me on. And I, I grew up in a, a non-Christian home, dysfunctional like a lot of people. And it's in three phases. I call it survival, war fighting, peacemaking. And that's, that's my life. My childhood was my dad was an alcoholic, coke addict, heroin addict, progressively getting worse as he went to each harder drug. As he got more in his addiction, it took him more away and away from our family. Twelve accounts of drunk driving. Uh, first time I ever did cocaine was with my dad when I was in seventh grade. First time I had a shotgun to my head is when my dad stole a Porsche. That's just a glimpse in my childhood. Things got really bad. My mom had to move back east to Ohio, and then I went. I joined the Marine Corps after watching the movie Full Metal Jacket. It shows you a little bit about my mental state. Yeah. That's a crazy movie. I joined the Marine Corps, and then that was right in uh, 1989. And then the Gulf War broke out in 1990, and then I went to the Gulf War. Wow. And so the fear of death led me to Christ. I was slotted to go and got invited to the first Harvest Crusade with Greg Laurie back in 90. And I said yes to Jesus. That was my first spiritual uh, experience. And so, wow. Yeah. Before, uh, let me, let me interrupt just a yeah. second. Cause I, I, yeah. I mean, what an incredible story. I mean, so many layers to it. So you, you have all of this trauma from your childhood and then you go into the military and then you meet Jesus. Is that how is that it in a nutshell? What was that transformation like when you when you met Jesus and you realized peace is possible, even in the face of all of this that I'm carrying? Yeah, it's like we all experience trauma in yes. some fashion. You don't have to be in the military to experience trauma. And everyone, I think, that joins the military, some level experiences some level of trauma. Even if it doesn't have to be on the combat field. But yeah, it just was, you know, carrying you know, my, my childhood trauma, then I went into boot camp. And then, of course, the trauma of, okay, I'm going to go to, I might go to combat and I might not come back. And my girlfriend had recommitted her life to Christ. And then it really, you know, challenged our relationship mm -hmm. when that happened. Probably and, in a good way. <laughs> and, yeah. So well, it was a good, it was challenging, you know, challenging to be more pure. And I was like, what is, yeah. what, what are you talking about? And, and then the Gulf War breaks out. And then that really started getting me searching. Like I started to come to terms with my own mortality. Mm -hmm. And then that fear of death led me to search. And then my brother got saved and at this crazy, none of my family was Christian. He got saved at a funeral, invited me to go. I ultimately was there for five nights and the last night I gave my life to Christ and it just wow. was it was just powerful I just I surrendered everything all that trauma to God at that time I hadn't gone to the Gulf War yet but at that time I surrendered and they gave me a peace that I never had before that really sustained me through my combat experience my goodness so. Greg Monk our our guest right now he's a lead pastor he's a veteran uh, he's author of this book it's called the guide coming up let's talk about these numbers and what he's doing what you can do to support those who have returned who've served and who are battling suicide and despair coming up new to the show stick around for a while we're carl and crew mornings got a special guest with us right now. We are talking about uh, staggering numbers. I, I shared it earlier. I want to share it again. Four times more soldiers and veterans have died of suicide in the past 20 years than in active combat. Greg Monk with us right now, lead pastor, veteran. When you returned from serving in the Gulf War, did you experience your own battle with PTSD? 
yes, I did, but I didn't. I didn't want to admit that, mm-hmm. and didn't really want to process that. And was you know, like a lot of soldiers, I didn't want to deal with it. You know, I didn't want to. I, I thought I was branding myself with something that was negative, and so I really didn't step into treatment for 16 years or, or seek help. I was a veteran, like a lot of them, who come back and from experiencing trauma and combat. And I fled. I, I I got out of the Marine Corps and I never looked back. I didn't yeah. hang out with, I, I kind of just, I was a detacher from that experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lean into anything that I experienced or anyone I knew. Yeah. Now you're a pastor and you have a real passion to help those who have been in your shoes. I have partnered with uh, SOF Missions out of Tampa, Florida, and I'm the West Coast ambassador here in, in California, and it's a Christian organization, so we share the gospel. I get to walk veterans through that process, and it's just tremendous to see the life change, not only getting help, but ultimately providing the spiritual peace that so many are looking for and a purpose yeah. from the mission. When they leave the military, they don't have a mission anymore. They don't have a purpose and then when they surrender their life to Christ, it's just amazing what happens. It provides peace that passes all understanding. That's oh, for sure. you know, you're speaking our language here because we know that there is a place for uh, for counseling and for psychologists and for therapy and for all of those things that can help support somebody who's uh, been through severe trauma. But ultimately, the peace that we need, all of us need more than anything else is peace with God, which is only found through Jesus Christ. And you know that as a pastor, what can churches, pastors, leaders, Christian people who just have a heart for this be doing to help? A really simple thing that you can do is some do it really well. They hang out with their fellow veterans and Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't. And create a space in your church to gather veterans. Do a a once a month at a minimum veterans gathering where you get all the veterans from any branch of service together an opportunity to just be with each other. A common meeting where they can come and just hang out and talk and have a little focus on on the spiritual, but just a a place where they can go to and talk about what's going on in their lives personally, and then meet other veterans. Uh, that was my story for sure. Yeah, uh, and that's one step you can do. Yeah. And then also, when someone is seeking help, recommend them. There's so many organizations to help, and obviously, you can send them my way. I would be glad to talk to any veteran that's struggling in your congregation. You know, you you talk in your book about the three ways that we process trauma. Why is it important to identify those three ways? Give us the the what, what are they and the why? When you when you process trauma, there's there's so many different aspects of, of dealing with it. And there is the physical aspect of it. You know, there's the mental aspect and there's a spiritual. And so, you know, you have to combat each facet. And so that's why I love the SOF missions and I've been to the clinic myself and there's medical needs. There's physical needs that we have. You have, you know, TBI, MTBI, traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. and you have a PTSD and you have moral injury. Moral injury fits in a category of, you know, I, I did something that goes against my moral beliefs, yeah. that my moral core. So you have these issues. And so you deal with the medical, you deal with the psychological, and you deal with the, the social, which is the camaraderie aspect that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Then you have the spiritual. So it's, it's the physical, mental, and spiritual. It's not just one. It's all, all yeah. facets. And so yeah. it's so important. Yeah. Last, lastly, just give hope to someone. Speak directly to somebody who maybe is a veteran and is in a dark place and is uh, reaching out for help is really not what they feel like doing. Give, give a word of hope. To my warrior brothers and sisters, God loves you and God created you just the way you are. And, you know, don't allow the shame or guilt 
of what you experienced or what you did to make, to drive your decisions. Know that God loves you just the way you are. And a lot of my veterans, we like the job that we do. We like protecting America. We like, we like taking the fight to the enemy. Um, we like being a warrior. And a lot of times there's guilt associated with liking being that. And I want to tell every warrior, male or female, that God loves them just the way they made them that way. You are the sheepdogs of our society, meaning that there are wolves, sheep, and sheepdogs. And God's made you a, a sheepdog, and you are a protector, and never be ashamed of that. God made you that way, and God loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. Mm. Greg Monk, thank you so much for sharing your story and a word of hope today. The book is called The Guide, Surviving Warfighting and Peacemaking. You can find it wherever you buy books. Greg, thanks for being with us this morning. That book, again, it's called The Guide, Survival, Warfighting and Peacemaking, authored by our guest, Greg Monk. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, I wanted you to know on this Freedom Friday, this is what we're doing. We're taking calls from veterans as we honor our veterans uh, this weekend for Veterans Day. If you're a veteran, call in, share your testimony, how you came to faith in Christ. We want to hear from you. We want to honor and celebrate you today by hearing your story. 312-274-9624. Give us a call. 312-274-9624. I think we got Alex calling in right now. Alex from Chicago. Uh, Let's hear your story. Yeah, so... I was in Iraq. Uh, I joined right out of high school. And um, by the time when I got into war, after a few weeks, you, you accept the fact that you could die. You accept fate. And every time we'd go out on mission, I would pray and give, you know, be like, God protect us, you know, let us come back safe. But I would never give them thanks mm. when we come back. I would just push them to the side. And our very last night in country, this was after like 13 months of being in Iraq, we were going to come home. It was our very last night there. We were going to fly back to Texas the following day. We got mortared like we've never been mortared before. These are like bombs. They think, you know, they were just landing everywhere. Like, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. <clears throat> we go have breakfast child the following morning. And when we come back from breakfast child, uh, EOD, which is the Army's version of the bomb squad, had our tent taped off. And I remember our higher-ups asked, like, hey, what's going on? We're going home today. Like, our stuff is in there. They're like, oh, no, first off, with I due respect, last night when we got uh, mortared, one landed behind your guys' tent, but it just didn't go off. And, uh, wow. I, you know, my, grand, my grandma's a big believer. Uh, I'm a big believer now. And uh, she's a member of New Life Community Church as well. Uh, and she's like, see, your grandma never stopped praying for you. Hmm. And, and that just it hit me hard ever since that day, and I've been a big believer ever since. Wow. <laughs> Alex from Chicago, thank you so much for your service. Yeah. And thanks for sharing your story. You know, that that will sober you when you are constantly being confronted with that. And then to see God spare you. Uh, Alex, awesome. Thank you, you so much. The emotion. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Let's go to Corey calling in from Chicago. Corey, give us your story. Hey, good morning, everyone. So I was in the Marines from 2009 to 2014. Uh, my first deployment in 2011 was to Africa. And, you know, I was completely spiritually lost, uh, you know, proclaimed myself as an atheist and never wanted anyone to talk to me about God or Jesus or the Bible. Um, and just one one night, uh, it something just dawned on me that prompted me to, 
you know, call out to God, you know, verbally. And I, I said a prayer that I, I now call the agnostics prayer, which is, I said, God, if, if you're real, then you have to show me. And in that moment, there was just a, you know, a physical experience, just this overwhelming sensation that I, I was loved and cared for. Um, and every, every, that moment forward, I, you know, just sought after people who love Jesus too. And, you know, the rest has been history. <laughs> I had my grandmother send me a Bible. Uh, and I remember just reading through the Old Testament. And, you know, the, the my first thoughts were just, I, I, I had no clue that this was out there, that this was for me and that, you know, Christ died for me. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was, it was, it was an amazing experience that, you know, lives on today for me. Oh, Corey, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for calling in this morning from Chicago. Cool stories coming up. You're going to hear uh, a testimony from one of our own here at Moody. He was on an army base in a, at a club when he had a question pop in his mind that he could not answer. You'll hear from him coming up. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I want you to hear a segment. This is actually, a, I recorded this with a, a dear friend of the program. His name is Dr. Winfred Neely. Super die. you're going to have to help me with Dr. Neely's position because I know he's, he's he used to be a Moody prof and now he's over... He's uh, Moody, pretty much, yeah, over, over Moody Theological exactly. Seminary. Exactly, there you Correct. go. So That's he has it. been on many, many times mm-hmm. in a... A big part of his testimony is his time serving. So this was a recording that I did with him for the Snapshot Testimony podcast, but so so fits with what we're talking about today that we want to play it for you. Take a listen. You're 18 years old. You're on an army base. Just joined the army. What do you do with this thought? There has to be more to life. Well, it pushed me into a deep existential crisis. Mm. And I left the club deeply disappointed with the realization that the life, the nightlife will not satisfy. And that has got to be more to life than this. And I just didn't, I was, I was, I was in a crisis. Mm. And I had been that way for, um, for a number of months. And um, then I get invited to church. <laughs> and, um, Okay, so I go, and I go to church, and I, I, Henry T. Plummer, bless his heart, invited me, and I go to church mainly because um, I want to meet a girl, you know, <laughs> which is not a bad place to meet a nice girl, all things being equal in church, but that's a whole number. <laughs> I get to the church, and um, it's something about this people, the, the small group, the small church in San Antonio, Texas, something about these people that strikes me. Hmm. There's something that they have, someone they know that I don't know. And I'm looking at these people. I'm thinking, if this is what it is to know God, I certainly don't know him. Mm. So I'm going to the church, and Henry's preaching the word faithfully every Sunday night, third grade education. But he knows God. He knows the word. He's preaching. And uh, one night he's preaching from Luke and says essentially that there was some eating and drinking in the presence of God and Jesus was saying to them, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. And then Henry said something in passing. We see there was some eating and drinking in the presence of God. And Jesus was saying to them, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And at that moment, the Spirit of God took those words, convicted me, 
and I saw my condition before God. I was lost, and I was in desperate need of Christ. And I, I bowed my head, I closed my eyes, and I just said simply to God, Lord, I'm, I'm a sinner, but I believe you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe that he died for all of my sins, and I receive him as my personal Lord and Savior. I turn from my sins. I repent. I'm through with my sinful living. And I want to walk with you. I want to honor you. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is it. But I was utterly, utterly stunned and taken aback by what happened next. God met me. God met me. I had a hits. He, he, he is so incredibly awesome. I didn't even know. I literally didn't know that he is such an awesome God that making his acquaintance would literally thrill me, and it did. I, I sensed a deep ocean of, 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 of his smile. It's as if heaven said to me, welcome home, Winfred. And I shed tears of joy for the first time in my life. And that's when I came to know Christ as my personal Lord and Savior at the young age of 19. And because he lives, I have every reason to live now. Mm. Wow. Incredible testimony from Dr. Winfred Neely, a VP and academic dean of the Moody Theological Seminary. That was a clip from the Snapshot Testimony podcast. I want to speak to those of you who you're listening right now, and maybe this is, you can relate to Dr. Neely. He was in that club on that army base, and he had this thought, there has to be more to life than this. And that's kind of what started the wheels turning of what is it? What? And maybe you've thought that there has to be more to life than this, whatever this is. Maybe it's the ladder climbing. Maybe it's the trying to find life through substances or through the nightlife or through your kids. There has to be more to life than this. Well, friend, there absolutely is more to life, but you will not find it unless you look to Jesus. You will not find life anywhere else. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So if you've maybe believed or absorbed some sort of thinking that says, well, don't all religions kind of lead the same place or as long as you believe? And no, no, I would be lying if I let you believe that that's the truth. It's Jesus. It's available to everybody, but he is the only way. We had a guest who said it's both exclusive and inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. Invitation, same invitation is extended (laughs) to everyone, but it's exclusive. Jesus is the only way. So if today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your eyes are being opened to that truth for the first time. And you go, you know what? I need to get right with God. You have to call on the name of Jesus. Confess that you are a sinner. You were born with your back to God. It's not about how much good or bad you've ever done in your life. You were born into sin. That's your condition from the very beginning. There's nothing you can do about it except turn to Jesus. So if you can say, I confess that I'm a sinner, I need a savior. I cannot save myself. And that Savior is Jesus. He's the only way. Today, I turn my life to follow you. If that's you, 
Have that honest conversation between you and God. I can't do it for you, but I do want to pray for you. Lord, for this person right now who's seeing for the very first time their sinful state, or maybe acknowledging for the first time that there has to be more to life than this, God, I pray that you would allow them to see more clearly than they ever have before you, that as they call upon the name of Jesus, the only name by which we can be saved, God, that they would sense your nearness, God, that you would protect them, that you would cover them, that as they are welcomed into your family, thank you, Lord, that all of heaven rejoices as one who was lost is now found. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. If that's you, I want you to do one thing for me. When you can safely do so, just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Just want to send you a quick link that's going to give you some next steps uh, and uh, just some practical help. So just text WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.